0: welcome to this episode of blended blessed and always a mess i'm eric and i'm angie we are married with a ton of kids we have six
1: kids total he has three and i have three my name's hallie and i love riding horses i'm lexi and i love agriculture
0: my name's carter and i love eating my name's chase and i love lifting weights
1: my name's summer and i love spending my parents money i'm dane and i love baseball
0: our show is about our blended blessed and always a mess life and our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in that by sharing our story all the fun and all the mess challenges we are experiencing it will give you some inspirations laughs and community knowing you are not alone in this mess
1: we appreciate you spending time with us let's dive in
0: Welcome to the latest episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. And we are excited today about our episode because it's a rainy morning on family vacation in Florida. Somehow, it has been rain in the forecast every day. As Angie and I have talked about over the years, I bring the sunshine, she brings the rain, and I got us six good days, and today we woke up to rain. So, perfect time to record the podcast. And today, we thought it would be great to have Angie's parents on because they've been married for 52 years. Years So Kenny and Alice Olegschlager are joining us this morning, Angie's mom and dad. They've got seven kids, a bazillion grandkids, a bazillion great-grandkids. I mean, they have started the family line, okay? It's a long time to be married, and so our listeners want to know several different questions. And Angie, as always, putting in the work on the backside of this.
1: Well, can we just talk about how excited they are to be on this podcast? I mean, they have been begging begging to be on. Is that accurate, Mom and Dad? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at they, all. <laughs> They're so nervous. It's so cute. So we also have a couple of kids sitting around the table that are listening to and trying to coach them through like,
0: it's going to be okay. We can, can edit. We can edit. It's fine.
1: All right. So we're going to dive in initially of just tell us your story. Like you have a great story. How did you guys, how'd you guys meet?
2: Well, way back in my younger days, uh, probably 62, 63 in there somewhere, 1962, 63. Some of us guys from home always went over to River to Mary's home and, and played basketball. We was over one Sunday afternoon, we walked into the hall, and then this beautiful young girl with red slacks and red top and a long black ponytails on the lower end of the gym roller skating underneath the goal at the Holy, there's my girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, they have a great story. Now, Mom, do you remember seeing Dad?
3: I do. I do remember the just the boys from St. Elizabeth, someone said, you know, that's where they were from. But that's all I really remember. But I do remember what I had on and roller skating. Oh, my
1: gosh. That's so funny.
0: Can you still roller skate?
1: I did. Probably
3: ten years ago.
0: <laughs> I'm say, your Grandma's pretty active. We play on the beach, and she's throwing the football, and she's hitting the, the the volleyball. And so, yeah, I I can see being a good roller skater.
1: Yeah, good choice, Dad. She's got it going on at seventy two still. <laughs> so, okay, what happened after that, though? Okay, you saw her. Then what?
0: Well,
2: our our first initial date was um, we had our reserve company Christmas party. I think it was and uh, ask her out for a date on that. and um, So we was in our uniform, and we walked into this building, walked up the stair steps, and all these guys were, <gasps>
0: who <who's> he got? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can see it, because Angie, you look a lot like your mom. So I just feel like when you're in your 70s, I'm going to be sitting pretty over here. It's all going to be okay.
1: And we are so much alike, because Mom is completely mortified right now that Dad is talking about her. <laughs> She's embarrassed and like going, shut up. <laughs>
3: But for this reserve unit party, I actually was his second choice.
1: Oh, bang!
3: (laughs) It had to come out, didn't it? (laughs) But he asked me six weeks ahead of time, so how can you have an excuse six weeks ahead of time? So I said yes.
1: Not bad for a second choice, though.
2: (laughs) So It was was a winner. (laughs) It was a winner.
1: (laughs) So, okay, so that must have went very well because you guys end up getting married. Three years later, they got married. What Tell us what was significant about the wedding day or maybe even what's different now. Like when you think about your wedding day, what's your first memory? I mean, I know it was hard because it was a long time ago, but.
2: <laughs> well, back in uh, 1970, her mom and dad and my mom and dad didn't have a whole lot of money. So we got together and we paid for the whole thing ourselves. You know, the roast beef, fried chicken, all the good stuff for the meal and everything, you know, so it didn't cost her Parents any money, you know, was so we took care of it ourselves.
0: Alice, you like to dance. Did you get to dance that day? Yes. You did, okay.
1: <laughs> but did you have to drag Dad on the dance floor? So here's the little backstory is my mom absolutely loves to dance. Dad, not so much. Not his thing really. <laughs> so did you dance on your wedding day?
2: Yeah, there was a couple. Um, <laughs> I'm a better truck driver than I am a dancer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else sticks out about that day?
2: Actually, the day went by. We got married at 10 o'clock in the morning, I think it was, back then. And uh, it was fairly warm in church. They don't have air conditioning back in those days. So the day went by pretty fast. We survived it. and um, We survived it. We
0: went
2: on a honeymoon later that night.
1: So I'm going to back up just for a second because we have a question from one of our audience members here, Chase. <laughs> He wants to know who said the first, I love you. Oh, that's
0: a good question. Definitely him. Oh, <laughs> See, He's just a big softie.
2: He is.
1: He's a giant teddy bear for sure. <laughs> but back then girls
0: did
3: not
1: ask guys.
3: So you waited for the guy to ask you. There was no. You, didn't, you never
1: asked for a date or no.
3: anything like that. No. You maybe saw him across the room at a dance and hoped they'd ask you to dance, but you never went over there and asked him to dance.
0: Oh, the way the world has turned.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Times have changed, yes.
3: And like you were only engaged six months ahead of time, not a long engagement.
2: Back in those days, there was no such thing as a rehearsal dinner or anything like that, you know. So it was just a short engagement and then uh,
0: the wedding. Things have been commercialized uh, just a hair over the years, kind of like everything else, right? Now you've got 12 bridesmaids and groomsmen and rehearsal dinner and everything else that goes with it.
3: But the one thing that they don't do now... That they did back then was, you had a going away dress, and in your flowers, the your bouquet was your corsage, and you took that out and wore your oh. corsage when you went away on
1: your honeymoon. That's kind of cool. That is cool. So that was one what point. was what was her going away dress? What did it look like, Dad? <laughs> Do you remember?
2: I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, must have not have stuck out.
2: <laughs> the day was a complete. Days, you know, you're just kind of floating right along, you know.
1: All right. So, you guys are married. You had a short little honeymoon because I think there was an incident on the honeymoon where you're... Your car get broken into or something.
2: Yeah, we, was, uh, we went home Tuesday. Monday night, it got broken into. And back in my day, those eight-track stereo system was ripped out of the car and it hacked me off. So we went home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Time to, to wrap it up. <laughs> and what do you say? And got to work. And got to work.
0: So now you're married. And uh, how long before the first of seven kids comes along? How long was it before Ken was born?
1: About two and a half years. And dad, this is a significant thing, I think has literally never moved in his entire life. So the house he grew up in, where he was born, you're born in the house?
2: Yeah, me and my brother were both born in the house, and my mom was mad when I, the doc came down, and, and uh, I guess she wasn't ready. So he laid on the couch and took a nap. Mom was about ready to kill the doctor, you know. So
1: <laughs> Because the doctor was sleeping? Well, she
3: was in hard labor, and he's sleeping on the couch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was a, so you're born in the house. And then when you guys get married, then grandma and grandpa or your parents then moved to a house in air quotes town, a couple miles away, basically. So I've never moved. Okay. So then mom moves into your home. Was that weird, mom? Like to move into his childhood home? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, because I mean, I was definitely
0: homesick. Because you, you moved from Mary's home to St Elizabeth, Missouri, and so back then I mean it wasn't like you just pick up the phone and talk to all your girlfriends like you can do now, so yeah, you're kind of on your own in a new place that you had never been, and then Ken's truck driver, so he's out working and, and that kind of takes us into the next challenges right when when every couple gets married challenges arise and that's whether you're being married for the first time or if you've blended your family so what were some of those challenges like to work through as you moved maybe you're homesick and ken's on the road what was that like
2: well there probably was a lack of communications uh, i'd be making my run i'd come back home and I'd, I'd summertime i'd cut grass till dark or something like that and uh, then i'd come in the house what's for supper Whoa, oh,
1: nails on the chalkboard <laughs>
3: When we before we got married, I told him I didn't know how to cook. So he said so sweetly, "We will learn together." <laughs> well, he's still learning.
2: Okay?
1: He can make popcorn, popcorn, and what's your specialty?
2: We could live off of popcorn and ice cream.
1: Ice cream, yeah. <laughs> you can make pancakes. You make good pancakes. I learned cookies.
0: Bar- I learned to barbecue pretty good,
2: so uh, we can. Yeah
0: barbecue (laughs) you do work the barbecue pretty good i'm shocked to hear this because all i've ever known is alice is an incredible cook so that must just be the last 52 years of learning because i just know that you cook really well and our kids look forward to eating your meals uh, even on vacation this week and they're looking forward to fried chicken fried pork chops i guess when you're frying everything it does taste better so that's true yeah yeah
1: so okay so initially you guys struggle with communication trying to figure that out then then kids come along right so you want to dive into that? Like did you guys decide? Did you know you wanted to have a big family? Like was that the game plan or you just kind of like went with it?
2: I'd say we probably went with the flow, you know. Um, there wasn't back then no um, small families, you know. Everybody had six, seven kids or something like that, you know. So back in our, our younger days, uh, I was, had a serious case of lack of patience, you know so discipline was a hard thing to deal with for a while.
0: We have found that we have to parent all the kids differently. And obviously there's a lot more resources now than when you guys were parenting. You couldn't just Google what you should be doing with a different child when they were going through a situation. So did you find that you were parenting boys differently than girls or, cause you had the three boys first and then four girls after that, did you find anything different with that? Or maybe Ken parented the same Alice parented different or vice versa, whatever that might've looked like.
2: I'd say, uh, yeah, I, the boys were got treated Quite a bit different than the girls did. There's kind of a transition from um, parenting back in my mom and dad's day because you acted up, you got a hickory stick. Now it's like you stand in the
0: corner or something like that, you know, <laughs> just switch from. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting the boys in the corner. When I when I grew up, my dad would would spank me with the belt when when things went awry. But I mean, I don't think you know. Lexi's sitting here at the table. I think Lexi got spanked one time in her entire life when she was younger. I, I'm lucky that way. Carter, he took it a lot more times. Let's say that. And, and even now that I'm older, I don't. You know, when Angie and I started dating, it was very obvious. Like I wasn't spanking any kids. We were gonna parent things differently. And and so yeah, things have changed even as I've been parenting over the last several years.
1: You know, and each child's different, right? And how they react to discipline. So just depending on their personality or their, you know, whether or not their feelings get hurt easier than others, or they, you know, react differently, you discipline differently. And even I would say today, I think the equivalent of spanking them is taking away their phones or pausing their internet. Like, that reaction or the way to get their attention—give me your phone—is like you have spanked them,
0: <laughs> or you're taking away their charging device. So all they have to do is watch it go down, and they know they only have three percent left and no way to charge it. That's like a slow death for kids, right? Oh God, my phone's gonna die, and I don't have a way to charge it. They took my charger.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the hard part with discipline, right? Hindsight's always twenty-twenty, but like for one, knowing how to react and when, and some days we are more patient than others. So you have that factor, but then also learning as you, as you grow, like as parents, you don't have it right out of the gate. I can't imagine like when you guys were, when my parents were raising kids, having no sort of resource, you know, now you could just Google disciplining kids and there's a bazillion articles out there, podcasts, right. That you can listen to. So was that a struggle to get on the same I mean, I can't imagine like having, we have six kids together, but they're older. I can't imagine having little kids in that many. Cause you know, what were the ages? Like at the, when you're in the, like in the middle of parenting, say Ken's 12 and like go down the line. What were the ages of the kids?
3: 10, 9, 7, 4 probably two, something like that. Yeah.
0: Cause Jesse wouldn't have been there when Ken was no, 12. Right. No. So yeah.
3: Okay. Cause Ken was almost 16 when Jesse was born.
1: And then you were home all day with all the kids and dad working. So I'm sure when he walks in the door, there's a, there's a lot happening probably <laughs> would be my guess. Yes. And how do you navigate that? Cause I will say growing up in that, in that household, I don't remember you guys fighting at all. Like I do remember a couple of times Dad saying, you're going to give your mom a nervous breakdown, kids, you know. And I remember mom being quiet and us worrying about that. But that's it. Like, I don't remember you guys fighting. So how did you handle that? Was it like behind closed doors? Because you had to be frustrated. I mean, there had to be a level of frustration everybody has to work through when you have that amount of kids.
3: A lot of it, you just kind of let it go. And then you remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You let it go until you need to bring it back up. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: This is a better trait women have than men. I'll tell you that, Kenny. I don't know that I've ever won an argument with a woman, and it's one of those things where you try to have a conversation. And Angie's like, "Give me an example. Give me." Well, I wasn't prepared to give an example. Gosh darn it! Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. Is come up with a winner on that because you always get defeated.
1: So. <laughs> I love it.
0: So then I would ask this question: How? And this isn't on the the, the approved sheet of questions. This just hit me. All families, there's one kid that's way easier to raise than the other one. Who was the easy? All my kids are raising their hands, all three that are down here, (laughs) and they're not correct. Who was the easiest or not a favorite? Who was just easier to raise? Didn't get in trouble as much.
3: Probably the
1: youngest. That's who I would say probably was Jesse, because you're exhausted by then. You don't even care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're already raised six others. Yeah.
1: Well, even like when
3: Jesse was born, Ken was 16. And she cried all the time and uh, actually felt like I had the wrong child. <laughs> but Ken was starting to run around. And I'm like, oh, man, I can handle the- Jesse with her crying and stuff more than I can handle worrying about this teenager being out on the road and drinking
0: and all of this. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so that that's a good e- point. Much easier with her.
0: Dang it, Ken. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't just Ken. <laughs> no, that- we all followed suit yeah, in that yes. one. And that's the other thing. I can't imagine parenting kids like when they're out running around and they don't have cell phones. Like, what was that like? I don't even know how you handled that.
3: Being the first one and being late. I mean, his curfew, if it was 12 or if it was one, if it was a minute after I was pacing the floor. So and then you had five out there. But, you know, you and can only we were, pace the floor. You can't pace the floor five times. You do it all at one time.
1: And we were tearing up the town. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you um, should
3: have been worried is what I said. And if, some, if one of them came home and they were sick and they were throwing up in the bathroom, I'm like, thank you, God, maybe they won't do this again.
0: <laughs> and then so they quick. did it again. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> So what's another, maybe one more challenge that you guys had to work
3: through? Oh, one thing is that I always said, you know, on disciplining, okay, how do you stay in the middle of the road? You know, don't be too strict. Don't be too lenient. And then I read, if you stay in the middle of the road, you get run over. So you have to choose your side and stay with it.
0: That's really good advice. I mean, it really is. And I guess we're going to bring spankins back into the household. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Here's> what, <no>. <laughs> because <laughs> grandma said... <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not.
1: All right. So we did, I did ask on, on our social media platforms if anybody had questions for you guys because of being married for 52 years. That's serious goals that I think everybody wants to achieve. So one of the questions that we had from Amanda, who's a lovely lady that I work with, is what would be the top five must that you guys would recommend for a long-lasting relationship or marriage?
2: I'd say the top one is you, you keep God in your life and your faith, you know, in church as a family, yes.
0: Yeah, I think that's, you know, we've talked it on the podcast a lot. Like, every weekend that we have the kids, we are doing our very best to make sure everyone's at church together, uh, making sure we're praying together around the dinner table. And, and that's been a big staple in how we've tried to bring this crew along. And so that's great advice. Love that. What
3: else? Keep laughter <laughs> in your marriage and in
1: the family. And mom has a great has a great laugh and so we I think the kids have enjoyed that on on vacation too. Just laughter does I think bring everybody together and music, right? Jamming out to music. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Don't go to bed mad of a night. It's probably a good policy to try to work your things out before your eyes slam shut on you <laughs> and you wake up next morning and it's not solved yet, you know. Because then you wake up and you're still mad. Much right. better start a day fresh,
3: right? Keep- and keep the line of communication open. Be open and honest.
1: So so give a scenario where, okay, so you guys are frustrated at each other. How do you actually talk through that when you're mad? Like, how's how does that go for you guys? Because I think that's hard. It's hard to not just dig your heels in the ground and say, this is the way it is, and, and just to be open and talk about it because that means you're giving each other feedback and that is hard. No one likes that.
2: Probably the one thing that doesn't get said near enough and it's uh, honey, I'm sorry, forgive me or something like that, you know, it's it's uh that's probably not said near enough. And I love you.
1: Yeah, that was one thing we were kind of talking about this topic before we started recording and that was one thing mom said is there's three phrases you should have in every marriage. I'm sorry. I love you. And I forgive you. Some probably say I'm sorry more than others. <laughs> i <I'm
0: kidding. laughs> uh, You know, you can say that. It's okay to say it, honey. It's all right. All right. I,
1: it's, uh, yeah, just it's never on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> That's weird. Weird. Okay, so we do have one more question. Was that the five things? Yeah, the five things were pray together basically have god in your in your marriage open and honest communication even when it's hard don't go to bed mad make sure you resolve it before the sun goes down laughter and the three phrases i'm sorry i forgive you and i love you so one other quick question we had on social media is the viewers listeners were wanting to know who is your favorite child it's okay to say me because um, you're on vacation with us
3: (laughs) (laughs) that was an easy one the one who asked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do get asked this question a lot by their kids, and that did come from Tracy, one of their kiddos, is ask them who their favorite child is. And, their, and the
3: grandkids ask that. Yeah, the grandkids ask. them.
1: <laughs> and their answer is always like, well, you are, because it's who they're talking to. <laughs> so, you know, that's a life hack right there, too.
0: It's funny. Yeah, whichever kid asks, well, you are. And then the next thing, you are. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I love it. That's fantastic.
1: Well, and I think along those lines, too, we were, we were chatting on the porch this morning, it's raining, is, you know, whenever you have a big family or you're thinking about having another child, I think you kind of naturally, and maybe this is more of a female thing versus a male thing, but you kind of question, like, how can I, will I have enough love to give to the next kid? And mom, what was your, you were, you were talking about that, like, you kind of think, oh, well, if I have another kid, am I going to be able to love them the same as And you do.
3: It doesn't matter how many. Even like now, 19 grandkids, three great-grandkids, you love them all. You have enough
0: love. So I think that's a great place, especially for people that are in a blended family situation. Is that we see our kids at different times struggle with, well, you love this one more than me or this one more than me. I'm sure that's in every family, right? Whether that's the traditional family or the blended model family is that there's a child that feels like they're not being loved enough. And that's a great way to put it is they just don't understand until you're a parent, you love them all and you love them all the same. You love them in different ways, just like you parent them in different ways, but you don't love one more than the other one. That's fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they all have special abilities and traits, you know, and uh, you admire everything about them, you know. So, yeah, you love them all.
1: It, well, when we were talking about this, Lexi and I were on the porch, and I'm like, it's it's the same as a blended family. Like, I think, you know, when you're thinking about blending a family, you question that a little bit of like, well, how how am I, you know, am I going to love someone else's kids the same as mine? And you just do. You just do. It's like oh, wow, there is more, there's more space in my heart, you know, for, for other kids. And when, when you're bringing a family together, you just naturally take them in, right. And, and love them the same. But, but before you experience that, it's hard to kind of imagine.
0: For sure. What else maybe, is there anything else that you guys want to share that you think has made your marriage successful and that anybody could utilize in their life to try to be around married for 52 years like you guys?
2: Well, we missed our 50th anniversary because of COVID, so now we're aiming for the 60th. So <laughs> I love hanging right in there.
3: <laughs> I think on the family tradition is um, when we all get together, I love that. And we all we pray together, and we all hold hands in a circle. And the last time we did that might have been Thanksgiving. It was a beautiful day, and we had it outside. And the circle was huge, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, it was like almost 70 degrees Thanksgiving last year in Missouri, and so we were able to do that, and that's one of those things that I know for you guys is that we talked to our our guests about what their favorite family tradition is, and we asked you before you came on, It, it was those family gatherings, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and it does get harder and harder as your team grows. We've talked a lot about our family as our team. You have so many. If we were to get your entire family as, what are we, 75, 80 deep? At this point no, with great
3: kids,
0: it feels like more. <laughs>
3: it's
1: in the 40s. See, now, was this very painful?
3: <laughs> yes, it was.
1: <laughs> well, we just appreciate you guys taking a little bit of time out and chatting with us, because I do think there's a lot of people that look to you guys and love the marriage that you have and love what you created. So appreciate you sharing your your thoughts with us so now everybody can, can hear your story.
0: Appreciate you guys coming on vacation and doing dishes and cooking and all those fun things too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you all.
2: Some have a nanny. We have a manny. So yeah. taking care of that. Well
1: we yeah, so Dad, we could tell this story real quick. Dad's not a fan of water at all. So to take him on a beach vacation, he really has zero, zero desire to go to the beach, but he does like to just chill be laid back and kind of piddle so we joke that he's our our manny (laughs) our male nanny because he'll he'll do the dishes and maybe laundry except our washing machine was broke on this vacay so not so much that but he's he's great to
0: good hand he's a good hand (laughs) to have around that's what i'd say Well, guys, thank you. Thanks to everybody for listening to this week's episode of Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. As always, you can uh, leave more questions on our socials, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessalwaysamess.com.
1: Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.